Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. 17, the third commandment. It's so interesting about the third commandment. Um, first of all, all the commandments internally and spiritually in our hearts are hard, impossible on our own to obey at all. But in terms of just outward expression and just practical application, the third commandment is the hardest to obey. Like what I mean is it's easier to go to church every Sunday and worship the Lord in spirit and truth than it is to tame your tongue. But it's the easiest to explain. It's the easiest to explain. It's, it's the hardest to obey. And it's the third commandment, Exodus 20, verse 7. What is it? You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So the external, pure and simple letter of the law is not using God's name, which represents God's character. Right? So any, any speaking about God or anything God is or anything God has done or anything God has done, not speaking about that in a disrespectful way, in a pointless way, in a vain way. That's the pure and simple letter of the law. But we know that the law is spiritual. We know that there's a principle here. This is a summary of a spiritual principle, of a spiritual ethic. And it's about how we use our tongues, how we use our words. What does the third commandment require of us? It requires that all our words bring honor to God. So now how about that? What do you think about when I said earlier, in terms of outward expression, this is the most difficult one to obey what does the third commandment forbid it forbids us from saying things that displease and disrespect god now is that just in the content of what we say no of course it's not it's in the tone that we use when we say it and of course like all sins and and everything when it comes to ethics it has to do with the motive of why we're saying something it has to do with with the goal of like okay what's the purpose of saying this what is it going to achieve but that's the, the requirement and the prohibition. It requires that all of our words bring honor to God and it forbids us from saying things that would displease and disrespect God. But wouldn't that be nice if we could pull that off? How about that? You know, thank God that He's merciful. Thank God that He forgives our sin. And thank God that He gives us the Holy Spirit to sanctify us and help us grow in these things. Um, what, does, what does the third commandment teach us about God? It teaches us that God is not only a God who speaks, but that he always speaks what is right and good. And the things that God says reflect his character. And we'll come, we'll come to that. Let me get through this, uh, this last section, and then I'll open it up. Uh, what does this mean for Christians? Christians should be the most careful and the most disciplined people on earth with the way we talk and the things we say. It's good to do that. We don't want to be loose with our words. You know, you, you all know, we all know how words, just a single phrase, you know, can inadvertently really, really hurt someone. And we know how powerful words are. Uh, we know how um, words do communicate to other people about who we are and what we're about. And we should be careful and disciplined with our words. And if you read the book of Proverbs, it's all over the book of Proverbs. You know, using our tongues, our words properly. And that is part of wisdom biblical wisdom right knowledge is truth wisdom is being able to apply that truth to life and that will come to our words so that's what it means for christians 
We should be, of course, with the, with the pure and simple letter of the law, not using God's name or anything with God in a disrespectful way. Of course, we should be leading the charge in that. But we should be reforming all of our language to honor God. James 3, 2 through 8 is a powerful cross-reference. We all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. In other words, if you can um, control your tongue, that means you can control everything. Like It's the hardest thing to control. Verse 3, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Right? A little bit of bit, a little bit, a little bit in the mouth. To guide the horse, it guides the whole body. Verse 4, look at the ships also. They also are large and driven by strong winds, powerful winds. Yet they're guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Right? So a small rudder that directs the whole ship. That's the way the tongue is. Verse 5, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. A world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the, the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, reptile, sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Exodus 27, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. You and I, Christians, those who have been saved by grace, should be the most careful, most disciplined, most God-honoring people with the way we speak and the motive from which that speaking comes.